You are now listening to Podcasting in Pinstripes, the official New York Yankee podcast of Gotham Sports Network. Welcome back to another episode of Podcasting in Pinstripes, the official New York Yankees podcast on the Gotham Sports Network. As always, you got Sam and Steve here to talk the latest and greatest with the New York Yankees. And Sam, we got... Angels sweep one game, Red Sox three game sweep, Twins three game sweep, Braves two game sweep. That's 11 in a row for the Yankees, baby. Steve, earlier this summer, it was the 4th of July, it was the debacle in the first game against the Mets. I was waiting to go to a 4th of July party, and I texted you out of nowhere. I didn't want to interrupt your holiday, but I just had to. And I'm like, I don't know what the fuck we're going to do this summer with this team just being total ass. And what has happened since then? The Yankees are 31-11 and since that game, I believe, or 32-11. and It's insane. I do not know what has gotten into this team. They made moves at the deadline. They are on fire. We last talked 13 days ago after the Kansas City Royals series concluded, a series in which the Yankees won two out of three. And here we are now. The Yankees have lost one game since we last talked. I was on vacation last week. Uh, I mean, I'm speechless at this point. (laughs) I've never seen a turnaround like this in my life in in baseball that I can remember just mediocrity for three months and the Yankees look like one of the five best teams in baseball right now to, to steal the old NFL clip they are who we thought they were we've been trying to give some faith all season on the podcast it was starting to to dwindle but going into season like this this Yankee team has a strong bullpen they have they actually have some depth and then they have a power lineup. Um, and that, like you said, they made the moves to the deadline for Gallo and Rizzo, made a huge change. But we can't forget here that Rizzo has missed most of this stretch with, with COVID. And to be honest, Gallo's biggest, he had a couple big games here, but it, but defensively is kind of where he, he's thrived for the Yankees. It, it's been uh, a mishmash of guys too because with, with injuries that, that we wouldn't expect expected here that have been kind of trade deadline acquisitions of you know guys like Andrew Velasquez. Um, and you know, you know, Andrew Haney putting up a, a back-to-back decent starts. Uh, it's it's pretty wild that it just clicks. Um, they finished off a two-game sweep of of the Braves in Atlanta. That meant no DH. Um, the Braves are fun to watch. The Braves are fun to watch. They similarly have had kind of a resurgence here from the trade deadline. They lost a guy, Ronald Acuna Jr., MVP candidate. You kind of thought their season was over. They they they, they strived on, given to the shittiness of the NL East and I put together a good team and now we're comfortably in the lead in the NL East uh, NL East um, so it was a really fun series uh, in Atlanta and a really fun game uh, on Tuesday night here um, and in Yankees tradition Rodgers Chapman really really made us sweat and we had to go to good old Juan de Peralta to get out of a bases loaded jam to, to win the game um, the things are just clicking everything for the Yankees the the, the Rotation, the lineup, even a couple of nice friendly calls from the uh, the umps on Tuesday night uh, helped the Yankees secure that win here. But facts are facts. The Yankees are uh, 11 straight wins, and since the All Star break, they've lost one series. Um, so really crazy stuff here. They kind of sit comfortably right now. Technically, at the time of this, they're two and a half games up 
um, in the wild card game. And, and, comfortably, and like you said here, we went from before this 11-game stretch saying, hey, maybe we're tied for the wild card game to now um, are we, we're, 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 you know, living and diving with the Tampa scoreboard here because the division's in reach. You're absolutely right. My motto right now is to win the division. And you mentioned the issues tonight with Aroldis Chapman. I tweeted, I was having a hard time blaming him because we all saw he struck Albies out. Uh, Albies did not he, get he a didn't touch the ball, pitch. and you can't challenge that. It it, it stinks. But Wandy Peralta coming in and getting a huge, huge out. This is the second time in the last ten days that Peralta has done that. Perhaps my favorite win of this. 11-game winning streak was Sunday's game against the White Sox when Peralta came in and got a double play ball that Odor took to the bag and fired. I always love when the Yankees win on Sunday. Need a happy flight home. So Peralta has been huge. The calls to bring back Mike Talkman, who was hitting like 140. <laughs> he's he's uh, DFA'd. Yeah, oh yeah, I don't he's, even know where he is. He, he he got DFA'd and nobody claimed him, so he's just chilling in AAA for the Giants. He cleared waivers. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, would you rather have him over Wandy Peralta now? I heard a lot of that in yes. May and June. So, it, glad it is, that's put to bed. It's been crazy, guys like Wandy come doing well. Um, I mean, the, the doubleheader versus the Red Sox is you know a huge highlight um, of this stretch here, getting three games in essentially 30 hours. Versus the Red Sox here, and uh, you know, it, it's it's been it's been absolutely crazy here. We he had to, another huge moment in that series too. Yeah, with, with knocking the ball down and firing it to first. Great, you're right. He's Great been, play in that uh, to help uh, Lewis Heel um, kind of get out of finish that because I think he started the second game of that, um, and he got Peralta actually ended up getting the win there. Um, so so it's just been everyone. Then we go off and we have uh, we have good old baby baby cousin baby brother whatever you want to call him the Minnesota Twins. Uh, come to town, and the Yankees just continue their shellacking of the Twins every year. Different rosters, same results here. Good, good, good job getting rained out on Sunday for Minnesota to avoid a, a four-game sweep there because the Yankees were rolling um, and comfortably. Something that we can't say for most of the games. Uh, the Yankees comfortably swept uh, the, the Twins with winning each game. Uh, I think pretty handily. The first game ended up being seven-five, but then you have ten-two. And and seven one in uh, in Garrett Cole's start, just uh, everything is clicking, um, and I don't even know where to start with it. Every the whole team is is on the is on the up list, but I think we should start with the kind of the the fake controversy that's kind of taken over the, the Yankees internet here of Luke Voigt versus Anthony Rizzo. The Yankees make the trade for Anthony Rizzo, and he immediately pays dividends with his defense and his bat. Then unfortunately gets. Gets COVID-19 and has to sit out uh, a, a solid 10 days here. Right on cue, Luke Voigt comes in, uh, absolutely mashes the ball, and then, as he should, said, I deserve to keep playing. So it's a, it's a good battle to have when you have two guys that you want to play on the field. Um, we kind of saw which way that the, the Yankees and Boone are leaning with the, uh, the Brave series here as Anthony Rizzo started both games in the uh, NL games. Um, so they kind of went with the defense here because Rizzo, since coming back from COVID-19, has struggled. Um, and Luke Voigt hasn't. He had two pinch hits in this series. Both were walks. Uh, everything is clicking for Luke Voigt. It absolutely is. And I think the Yankees are kind of taking the attitude of that 
Anthony Rizzo is the first baseman and Luke Voigt is the designated hitter, which you saw in the last two games in Atlanta with obviously no DH happening. But what I really liked about this first base controversy, we haven't been afraid to go with the big outfield. Aaron Judge has been playing center field. Aaron Judge in center, back-to-back games, Monday and Tuesday night, which is something we thought Judge needed an off day after playing center field, or we thought that was Boone's interpretation. That's good that that is out of the way. Going with the big outfield left to right, Joey Gallo, Aaron Judge, and John Carlos Stanton, who I'm sure we're going to talk about later and his comments about playing the field. So right now, for me, I'm interpreting it that Rizzo is the Yankees' first baseman and Boyd is a designated hitter, which is fine because it doesn't seem like Aaron Boone is afraid to go with this outfield night in and night out, something we were a little bit skeptical on maybe when the Yankees surprised everybody and made the trade for Rizzo because the Yankees kind of had a revolving door at first base all year with Voight's injuries. But now that Voight's healthy, winning AL Player of the Week, it seemed like every at-bat against the Twins, he had an extra base hit. That might be accurate. I'm not sure if it is. Uh, it, everything, no matter what, <laughs> it looked like he was pulling balls that should be in the concession stands behind third base, and somehow it – it stayed uh, in fair territory for a double down the line. He was he was really locked in, and we've seen Luke go through these stretches, and that's what he said. He's like, hey, like I've been here for three years. I've played in big moments. He thrives in these type of moments, and he likes the challenge. That was when he first came over from the uh, from, from the Cardinals here, and he got the opportunity to play. He's like, I'm fighting every day for for at bats, and he's kind of now is ter- fighting every day again for at bats. And if that's what turns Luke into Luke 316 smashing water bottles hitting home runs. I absolutely love it. And and it, it's gonna be it's gonna be great as the Yankees build the next six weeks here to end the season here, having that fresh bat uh, at DH or be able to rotate the the outfield like you like you said is huge. I think I think I completely agree with your point here that that having these games with the big outfield are huge because they've all looked completely fine defensively. Uh, and that's got to be the Yankees' playoff lineup of Luke at DH and the big outfields. So, like, hey, if we're going to mix and match for the, uh, you know, the next month here and Luke doesn't, you know, maybe not be playing every day, that, that's fine because it seems like he's locked in enough where he's coming in off the bench and starting three, two, three games should be able to work. We'll see where that goes. But completely changed uh, as a hitter since the beginning of the year. You could tell he's been hurt all year. He said he's finally healthy. And he's smacking the shit of the ball like he is healthy. Just his last seven games, guy's batting 500 with 11 RBIs. At 11 RBIs in seven games, he's got 28 on the year. So like, he he really is putting up the numbers and and walking the walk after talking the talk. And and it, it's really fun to watch for a guy that we've cheered for for Luke Voigt. Um, and then also like I tweeted it out last week, the Yankees actively were pushing to trade Luke Voigt. Uh, you know what a huge you know blessing it's been. That no team, you know, answered the phone with Cashman was like, yeah, I'll take a chance on this guy that led the league in home runs last year. It's pretty. There's got to be a few GMs a little upset themselves for for not offering some sort of package for for Voight, given that he's under control for another few more years. Yeah, you're absolutely right, Steve. And it's crazy to think where the Yankees would be if they traded Voight, because he's been tearing the cover off the ball and. When he came back for the third time, he, he's been on the DL or, or the IL two or three times. I, I am having a hard time keeping three, track. Yeah, three. But three, yeah, start of the year, 
another IL stint, and then another IL yeah, stint. Yeah, so yeah, three. three. So when he came back, it was kind of just like it's a bonus anything you get out of him. And he's been the Yankees' best hitter for about a week now. So And then we benched it's, so it, and that's how good the Yankees have been. <laughs> He he has his twenty twenty form two back too, which I've said many times. Twenty twenty was was kind of a fake season. Uh, I, uh, yeah, yeah. That's that's just my opinion. There were no fans in the stands. You had games getting canceled. You had Mickey Mouse doubleheaders every day. There the the baseball atmosphere wasn't really there. But Luke Voigt looks like he was when he was hitting bombs in that whatever season you want to call it. So if the Yankees I mean, he's are the, going he's the perfect the... DH, right? I mean, I understand we have Stanton under contract for years, but he's literally the perfect DH. He's a big, huge, meaty guy. Doesn't really play great first base, but can pound the ball, can can take a lot of pitches. Um, and, you know, playing DH could, you know, you know elongate his career, uh, you know, from, from avoiding getting hurt. But he's a huge locker room presence here. Um, it seems like, look, you for years – Everybody's been saying baseball is boring. Baseball needs more access. Now we got a guy who is like, hey, better fucking play me because I'm really good. And people are kind of getting taken back by it. Like, oh, I can't believe he's talking like that. Tina Martinez would never talk like that. Derek Jeter would never talk like that. Like, shut up. This is what we want in baseball in 2020. We want two guys that are really pushing to play. And it clearly doesn't seem to be affecting them in, in the the dugout at all because they're they're hugging and high-fiving left and right. You know, that the perfect synergy of... Uh, of Rizzo bringing in Luke Voigt several times um, when when Luke was on base in that game that he batted leadoff, and they go into the dugout, point each other, and hug each other. Look, the, the clubhouse doesn't care. The clubhouse wants everyone to want to play. So let the media take what they want to do and, you know, try and come at Luke for saying he should be playing baseball when he's very good at playing baseball. It's just weird. Um, but it's been a nice thing. I, I'm interested to see what happens Next, you know, the next few games here. We've had the big outfield there. I do think Aaron Boone is going to start rotating those guys and getting them a few days off. Um, I wouldn't be shocked if we see see Stan and uh, and Judge both get a day off um, next week here to open up some DH at bats for for Luke Voigt and just kind of save their their legs a little bit here. Um, but the big outfield transition right into it. The big outfield has been working, and it's been working for John John Carlos Stan. As you said, he has made he's made comments about it. Yeah, and Stanton is. They asked him if playing the field is makes him more comfortable at the plate, and he said, "Yeah." And he's like, "When I'm DHing, I'm just sitting and thinking about that at bat for two or three innings, or whenever I can, however long it is." And he says, "When I go out in the field." It's almost like, okay, I strike out. Well, I got to go play defense. And I'm, I'm not just sitting on the bench thinking about that strikeout all the time. And that clearly played dividends in these past few games. He had a home run in the a couple home runs in the Minnesota series. He hits two home runs in, down in Atlanta, uh, a screaming double on Monday night, too, to give the Yankees a lead when the game was 1 1. So. I think we might be getting one of these crazy Stanton tears and he looks healthy. He looks athletic out there in the outfield and it's really great to see because when this guy's healthy and on a tear, it just is like, look out. I mean, we've seen a couple over the years 
and it's wild. It's, 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 it, it's a different player. It's awesome to see. So judge and center, he looks pretty good patrolling out there. He got bailed out on that Riley play when they got Riley at second base, when he came up off oh, the bag, he, yep, he threw yep. to the wrong base. He took the Freeman trap out there. He did. He did. Nice, nice play by fielder. Velasquez there. And then, yeah, I got, got a little lucky there of the uh, BS replay of popping off the bag. But, but back to Stan, since the Miami series, I'm looking here, there's been, if you take away the, the pinch hit he had um, August 1st, let's not count that, he's gotten on base every single game this month. Like, th- that's that's what you want. Like, how could you be mad about a guy that's getting on base? He's, so he's, he's drawing walks. He's had six, seven multi-hit games this month. He's got, you know, six home, five home runs. And he's just he's really doing that weird stain stuff where it looks like he should be hitting foul balls and somehow they're line drive home runs. And it, it blows my mind away. Like that that shot he had, um, uh, he had one in Minnesota and then he also had in the, in the first game versus Atlanta. How does he hit these balls opposite way when it looks like he's bailing out trying to pull the ball and this ball should be in the Yankees' dugout? And instead it's 400 feet for a home run. It completely always blows my mind about Stan. And those are kind of like the home runs. Um, I know he's been here for years too, but when he was with Miami, I don't think the the average fans saw those. They saw the big, towering 450-foot bombs. But to see these like launch angles under 20 and have home runs is still crazy to me, especially when we talk so much about launch angle. He's hitting line drive home runs with just the flick of a wrist. How about the one tonight too? Four hundred nineteen feet on the that, line drive. Yeah, at line, like that one. That one. Like that was more of like a, a Stanton one. We'll see a highlight of because he did pull it a little bit and they went, you know, a solid four hundred feet. But the, these opposite tacos that he just lines out there uh, are, are crazy. They're, I mean, they're only going you know three hundred eighty feet, but like the when he's on. Um, and, and look, it's statistically proven. When no matter what, he's the guy. Nobody hits the ball harder in baseball in the history of baseball. But just you could tell when he's locked in because the ball just disappears. You don't even see where it goes. And the camera guy's almost got to guess that where it's going to go because he hits the ball so damn hard. Yeah, and maybe the, the one of the most prominent balls that he hit hard since we last recorded was that one of the Field of Dreams game, which... Yeah, if, we'll, we'll skip that. We're going to skip over it. That game was phenomenal to watch, but it just happens to be the only game they lost <laughs> Like it, the only reason it stands out to me, maybe, was because of the hot mics in that in, yeah. in that game were just out of control. But how hard this guy hits it when he squares it up! And oh, it's, it's impressive. I don't, know, Sam, I don't know about you, but I remember watching that Field of Dreams game and seeing that and being such so bummed out, being like, "Man, that was the perfect opportunity for Stanton to get hot, win the game, and be a hero." And I thought he was going to get really cold after that, and he shut me up, and he's just still been on fire. I, I just love watching him when he's locked in. The, the upper body is so, so strong. He just gets around on the ball so quick. And we've had some at-bats this year from him, or a lot of them, and, and we've talked about it, that he just looks – he almost looked checked out in some of them when, when some of the swings were just like he didn't know where it was going. I haven't seen one of those at-bats in quite a few weeks. Um that's just, yeah, it's just, it's just kind of who he is when he's hot and you know it. And when he's cold, you know it. Um, and, and that's that's fine. Um, and then, like you said, playing the field too, it goes hand in hand. Look, his best and healthiest year as a Yankee, his first year here, he played the field a ton. 
There were a lot of injuries the Yankees had, including to Aaron And he Judge. was injured himself. I mean, right. he and had he was that playing with, hamstring. Exactly. So his best season was playing the outfield. Um, and his best season's obviously in Miami because there's no DH to play in the outfield. So um, if you're the Yankees, you got to keep work with him. And anytime he kind of wants to, I know you got to protect him uh, for the for the long term here, but it's clear he's a better player when he's in the field. So uh, we need to start seeing it more and more. Look, I kind of like love what they did. They didn't really play him at all in the beginning of the year. Let's make sure he's healthy for the end of the year. And if we want to give him some DH bats here, but, you know, come playoff time, you know, because the Yankees are locked, are doing really well on position to get a playoff, which they weren't last time we recorded. They, this guy's got to be in the field just for his, his kind of mental psyche of it all. And if you need to make the move and, and, and pull him in the eighth, ninth inning for defense. But honestly, his defense has been fine. I haven't seen any plays where I'm like, ah, that's good old DH John Carlo trying to track a ball. Like he's, he's, he's played Major League Baseball for his entire life. He knows how to catch a fly ball. Yeah, and he, he looks comfortable out there in right field when Judge is in center and Gallo is in left. And, yeah, like you said, and like he said, he feels a lot more comfortable playing the field and taking his at-bats. And that, I definitely believe him when he says that because it's a great point. It's like you strike out with the bases loaded in the third inning. You're going to be thinking about that at-bat in the dugout for two or three innings until – you get your next licks. So yeah. him going out to play defense, it is definitely a mental thing that I think has been really, really good for him in this past two weeks that, that he's been out in the outfield because he is hitting the cover off the ball. And he owns the hardest hit ball. Uh, last night, that double was 119.8 miles an hour. It's the hardest hit ball in Truce Park history. I was looking at a tweet. He owns the hardest hit ball in like 13 major league ballparks. It's insane. It, the, you almost need two tweets to do it. Like I saw that too. It's like anytime he steps into a ballpark, you can guarantee that he's going to hit the ball hard. <laughs> uh, and it's been, it's, and it, I think it's 12, 14 balls have been hit over 119 uh, miles per hour in the history of StatCast. 12 are by Giancarlo Stanton, one by Aaron Judge, and one by Gary Sanchez. That's just that's just what the Yankees do. Um, stay, stick it a little bit with Stanton here and give me a little MLB roundup. Miguel Cabrera hits his 500th home run. Just an awesome career for, for the true Miggy uh, of Major League Baseball. Kind of has been a little bit forgotten in uh, with the way the Tigers have been playing the past few years. Um, but just an awesome hitter, and the fact that he's still got an, a, a 311 all-time batting average. He's probably going to get to 500, I mean, 3,000 hits early next year, I, I, would, I would guess. I think he's only like 50 hits away. Um, that brought a lot of questions of who's the next guy to hit 500 home runs. Um, and if it's a healthy – if John Carlos Stanley cannot stay healthy, it's the biggest lock of all. I mean, I'm sorry, but Nelson Cruz, if he plays to 600, he'll, he might get there before Stanton. But, but Stanton, I think, is next in line there. Um, I tweeted out that he needs 27 home runs uh, a year through the end of his Yankee contract, and that would get him to, to 502. Um, and that includes getting 27 this year, and he's had home runs in back-to-back games there. So my question is, will John Carlos Stanton get to 500, which I think is a, is a yes, but more importantly, will it be done in a Yankee uniform? Yes and yes. We're going to have a few years where he's hitting 40 or 45 or more. He's going to start cheating on that 27 number because 
This is the most comfortable I think I've seen him look in a a Yankee uniform. He's playing the field. Hasn't had a DL stint since the beginning of the year. Knock on wood. Sam, if he goes on the DL this week, I'm coming to your house. (laughs) And I'm strangling you. Steve, I'll be in Avalon this weekend again. I'm, I'm going to drown sure you in the ocean if he goes on the DL. <laughs> I'm not sure if you will be. If he goes on the DL, if yeah. he goes on the DL, I will give you permission. We'll go to the Princeton. I'll, I'll buy, I'll buy you the drinks shots. and then I'm dragging you to the ocean. <laughs> you, you, you'll, okay, sounds great. We'll bring some <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, he needs he needs 27 uh, per year. Um and, like, that's not a big number. You know, obviously a season like he had in 2017 when he's had the, the, the 59 is a big outlier for it. Um, but the injuries have kind of kind of hampered him, too, here. Um, you know, his rookie year had 22 and 2013 had 24 when he had a, an injury. And even the time he got hit in the face with the, with the baseball and only played 74 games in 2015, he still hit 27 home runs. So, basically, if he plays – 80, 90 games, he's going to get close to that 27 home runs. So it's not even like an issue for me of will he stay healthy. Like uh, I'm going to say, like, look, there's probably going to be a year or two where he does not stay healthy. But if he misses half a year, he still can can, can get to that number at, at a reasonable pace. Um, the final year of his Yankee contract is a is a team option with a $10 million buyout that the, that the Marlins are paying. So, you know, the Yankees could say, hey, a 38-year-old Stanton – at $15 million for DH isn't the worst in the world, but it's highly likely that he um, gets bought out of there and his his time in pinstripes comes up in, in six years. So it's going to be close. Um, I think it's going to be a, a number that he's going to really want in his career. I know he wants to finish his, Yank, his baseball career as a Yankee. He said it several times. Um, but if he's at 495 and the Yankees buy out that option – um, he's I 100% see him sticking on and making sure he gets to that 500s because he's one of the most dangerous home run hitters of our generation, and it would be a shame if he actually doesn't get to that magical 500 mark. Yeah, I agree, I, and I think he's he's stayed healthy for the most part this year, and really he's locked in right now. They have him play in the field on a regular basis, and I really really think. We're going to be seeing a flurry coming up here before the month of September. He hit his 22nd tonight. I wouldn't be surprised to see him hit three in these four games in Oakland. And then by, by Labor Day, I think he could be at 30 home runs on the season. <laughs> I love By I, Labor Day. I, love, by la- I mean, he hit two in the Minnesota. So he, he's got I mean, you're two, right. But he, he's got four in his last five games. I, I, I could see him hitting 12 and 15. That, that's I, you're right because when he does it, it goes in bunches. He had I think he's had a month where he's had 19 in a, in a month, um, so it really does come in bunches. Um, I hope that the, that continues through the playoffs because as we saw last year, he was dominant in the playoffs. Like he had what f- six home runs in, in the two series that the Yankees played in. Um, so it's uh, it, it's gonna be fun to watch and it, having him in that middle of that order. And it's not either it's, and it's he's not been um, you know all strikeout or. Or home run too, as you mentioned. He's had a couple of good doubles. He had a pinch hit single in the Boston series. You know, he's 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 two good games away from hit, breaking 270 for an average, um, and I think that goes unnoticed a lot by fans around baseball. They just assume it's strike at our home run, and they they don't realize that he's probably batting better than 70 percent of their players. Yeah, and he's had some clutch hits 
when we're talking about um, this year with the Yankees. I feel like some of his stats and things kind of get lost. You know, he hit the big home run in the Field of Dreams game. He hit a single against the Mariners in extra innings to keep the game going. He He's had clutch hits this year. He had one against the Red Sox in that Saturday comeback series of the last time we were at Fenway. It's been a solid season for him, and I think the best is yet to come because – He's really barreling balls up. He's hitting balls hard. He's got a good eye at the plate. He's not having those games where he's striking out three or four times anymore. He's locked in. And playing the field, like he said, definitely has a big part to do with it. So when when we're looking at what the lineups are, are going to look like going forward, I think you're going to get to see some of the big guys get at least one day off in this Oakland series. But – Stanton going forward, when we're looking at players up and down the lineup, he's by far the one I'm most intrigued by in these next couple of weeks. And it's the overall balance. You know, we got to give credit to, you know, the, the balance of the lineup now too. It's it's no shock that he's likely getting to see some 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 different styles of pitching here. When the Yankees we're all right-handed. You know, you bring in a righty, and he's got to face the three minimum three batters here. You're going to see righty, 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 righty. Um, but, you know, with, with the addition of Rizzo and Gallo, a lot of teams are bringing in a lefty to face those guys. And, you know, Gallo draws a walk. Now, all of a sudden, the lefty's got to stay in and face Stanton. Much better opportunity for Stanton to get a pitch that he could he can line drive off a of, off of lefty, too. So it's a, it's a true credit for the Yankees realizing their their mistake of being too right-handed and that the, the, the benefit that guys like Stanton are seeing from having lefties uh, in front of him. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll keep an eye on see what, what, what Stanton can do there. Um, but it's kind of what we you expect from a guy that makes that type of money. Something we don't expect from <laughs> with someone that makes this type of money is, is Nestor Cortez Jr. This guy has just done it all for the Yankees. Had a rough outing, um, you know, about two weeks ago in Kansas City. But other than that, he has just been lights out for the Yankees. His last two starts, first the White Sox, six innings, one run. First the Twins, he went seven innings for the first time in his career, two runs. Seven Ks in, in both of those. Uh, Nasty Nestor is just doing it all. With Every time it's a different windup, it's a different pitch, and he's throwing some 88, 89 miles an hour, and somehow it is continuing to baffle uh, MLB hitters all all season long because he's pitched 56 innings um, and he's only given up 16, 16 earned runs. Um, is this guy going to get a playoff start at this point? Like how, how, how long do we keep pushing nasty uh, Nestor? His start against the White Sox last Sunday was the one where I was like, okay, I'm really starting to buy into this guy. His fastball averages 90 and a half miles per hour. I mean, this is just absurd what this guy is doing. And you look at his transaction wire and his... I was literally just pulling that up to read it off. I, I, I just cannot believe this. Um, you know, he's 26 years old. He's a 36-round pick in 2013. Uh, Rule 5 pick, return of the Orioles, return to the Yankees, traded to the Mariners, and, and then uh, is signed on a minor league contract by the Yankees in December 
promoted to the major leagues in Memorial Day and the rest is history. I mean, this guy has been such an integral part of the Yankees rotation. And when you're looking at the rotation of the whole, there's a bit of a logjam, dare I say. Yeah. Uh, you, you have Garrett Cole, Jamison Tyone, and Jordan Montgomery, which has been one, a solid three. one, two, three. They bring Andrew Heaney over. He started over Luis Heal tonight, which some a, a lot of people thought was surprising. Uh, and then you have Nestor Cortez. And, and then behind the, the latter two that I mentioned, they're hoping Luis Severino comes back. I have ruled that out. Uh, he, he had another injury. setback. He's I, not throwing uh, anymore, so. Yeah, he's out of the 2021 plans, and it's August 21st. Corey Kluber had another rehab start tonight at the Double A Somerset. He got roughed up uh, a little bit, three and two thirds, five hits. How, do you know how many uh, pitches? I think it was. It was only like 50 pitches, too, right? So he's not that stretched out. Yeah, and he he retired seven in a row before giving up a single that ended his night. But I think the Yankees are going to go another rehab start or two there. He hasn't pitched since early June, so I think that would be the smart move. So when we're talking about guys, and you have Domingo Herman, who is expected to throw a bullpen relatively yeah. soon, I think this weekend. So when we're talking about guys who are going to be able to keep their spot in the rotation, assuming the Yankees don't go to a six-man rotation, I think that would be pretty dumb, and I think that's off the table. Nestor Cortez is that number four right now, and I do not see that changing. Yeah, I think he has to be. He's earned it. I mean, the kind of the issue was was kind of the the length, the the longevity of the games, um, and he's proven that wrong. He's you know even even if he gets you five and a two thirds innings, you know we have deep enough bullpen for that. So when I think Herman comes back, he's missed you know over a month now. Um, I think he comes in as as a as a reliever type thing. Um, they kind of did that a few times. Uh, earlier in the season where Herman went in the bullpen for a couple innings, he started a couple games and, and Cortez kind of came in. They kind of almost did like a like – they, they split the start going two innings each just to get to the bullpen after three or four. Um, but it's it's truly, you know, remarkable that what difference this has made here. And I, I don't know what that difference is because, look, it doesn't seem like he's that – you know, if you look at the numbers, you read that transaction wire, none of those teams made bad moves. Like he was – you know, in that Rule 5 draft, he came up and he wasn't ready to be in a major league player. So the Orioles sent them back. Um, in 2019, he played 33 games for the Yankees, but he was barking at almost a 6 ERA. So the fact that we traded him for, for something was, was, was good. It was like, oh, okay, you, you can replace a 6 ERA guy. Um, and then for Seattle to cut him, he, they only let him pitch seven innings. Um, so it, it's, uh, it, it all kind of makes sense looking, giving up the history. And now you look back and you're like, I can't believe how dumb those teams are. Like, Cortez with with Seattle could be the difference of, of a playoff spot or not. They you know they're starting to fade now, but they were right there at the deadline. Having a guy like this in in, in their rotation or bullpen could have made a huge difference for for Seattle, um, and it's paid off for the Yankees. It's it's really remarkable that th this guy's got a, a one seventy ERA plus right now, um, and it's just to show how his uh, on Baseball Reference he's got a one point seven WAR this year, but his career WAR is still only 0.6. So that he has not been he's not been a good player up until now. But like you said, something's clicked with the Yankees. Give the Yankees staff uh, and Matt Blake a lot of credit. I mean, Matt Blake, Matt Blake should be on the up list because the, the Yankees rotation it has been awesome. 
Um, and for a guy that's kind of got a lot of, it's got some, you know, Yankees got in trouble for, not in trouble for hiring him, but people were mad for hiring a kid that, you know, never really played the game type thing. Um, really has this rotation turned around. Sam, I just saw it pop up. In uh, this 11-game win streak, the Yankees don't have a game where they've had more than 10 hits. So that just goes to show you how good the rotation and the bullpen been. The bullpen's had some bend-don't-break moments um, and some, you know, Araldis Chapman sweat off the top of the bill here, even when he was on the IL. Um, but it's just been truly remarkable what the Yankees have done to Nestor Cortez. And a shout-out to, to Matt Blake for for what he's been able to figure out with, with some of these guys. But as you said, for Cortez, he's got to be in the rotation every every five days for the foreseeable future here. Um, you know, Kluber's going to need at least one or two more starts, and if I'm bringing her mom back, if I'm bringing him straight to the major league roster and not a, not a minor league start, and just having him be a, a uh, kind of take over that Luis Sessa uh, little longer, longer inning relief role, um, hopefully don't have to use him too often for her mom the rest of the year. Yeah, I, I think I kind of see Herman in that Sessa role, if we're being honest, because when the Yankees get Corey Kluber back, if there's no setback, you have to see him going into the rotation. And right. so you, your rotation will be rounded out with Cortez and Kluber. So if Herman comes back, uh, I think they might go with the rehab start for him. I mean, he's going to be out a month when, when you – count the bullpen coming this weekend. So we're, we're probably looking at another week or so for a rehab game for him. Um, I don't see him going back in the rotation. I, I kind of agree with you there. So I so see him on the major league roster. But that's going to be a bit of a crunch when it comes to pitchers. I mean, who who goes down? Albert Abreu for – He's been good. No, I agree. and that's why people are so mad about the the Lewis Heel thing and Andrew Haney is there's really no one that you could really send down that you're, you the Yankees should be willing to risk right now. I mean, it sucks and Heel's been phenomenal uh, in his starts. I mean, he's been literally breaking records here and it'd be great to see him up here, but there's not a need for that right now. I mean, Andrew Haney's had a good two starts here. Um and and no no offense to, to Heel cuz he's been awesome, but do you bring him up here, and what if he gets shelled in two starts? You know, he's still a young 23-year-old kid with 15 innings of major league experience. Are you willing to risk a, a veteran, um, either a reliever or, or a starter? I mean, the, the short answer is, you know, they're, they're, yeah, who cares? We could just replace him type thing. But the Yankees are kind of protecting their major league roster here. We, we, we love talking roster crunches here. There's really no move. Um, the Yankees were using that loophole. Uh, with the COVID injury, being able to bring up heel and not actually start his service clock. So he technically wasn't really on the real 40-man roster anytime he was here. Um, with, with Clay Holmes coming back uh, on Monday, that, that loophole kind of closed. And that was that was Heal's opportunity to pitch. Um, he was scheduled to pitch Sunday, um, but it got rained out. So, I mean, the, the Yankees, if the opportunity comes where they can use that loophole again, I fully expect them, them to do that. But for the time being, when you won... When you're on this type of hot streak here, and pretty much everybody in the rotation is doing pretty good, you know you're not gonna. Don't, there's no need to force it. Yeah, you're right. And uh, the Yankees have been toying with the roster a little bit in the past week. Miguel Andujar is now on the 60-day. He's done. Him him, sorry to him and Clint Frazier, but they're uh, they're they're done. Yeah, uh, that that's just a. Yeah, 60 IL, and then 
they're going to have to create a spot when Kluber comes back. He is on the 60-day IL. And so. then, Sam, to continue into that, on Thursday, G. Rochelle is going to be activated, and, and um, Glaber Torres is, you know, two weeks behind him. So there's there's going to be some serious moves the Yankees have to make. I, I love for the, you know, good old rep and Ford and prep, Andrew Velasquez, to, to keep playing. But if Glaber is healthy, I think he's going back down. Um, and Gio's going to take over third base where Rugnet Odor's done a great job. Um, so there's going to be guys that are playing every day during this streak are, are going to lose their spots. I would not be surprised to see them kind of could, – could you see Herman uh, just being a 60-day IL well, guy? I think he's got – Possibly, and he's he's also got options. Like they could just send him down to the minors, and just uh, you know he's he's got some options left. Um, so that could be you know. And look, even like we haven't even mentioned Tyler Wade, who who's really had a, the best month of his career. But you know, right now, where where's the spot for him to get games once Geo and, and uh, um, once Geo and Glaber are back? Do you, you got to pick between him and Velasquez, and I think you'll you'll pick Tyler Wade given the history uh, of the Yankees, but. Um, and his versatility to be able to play the outfield if needed. But there, there's a lot of guys here that have done well this month that, that are going to need to go down. They do have next week. The rosters expand to, to 28, so you get two extra spots. It'll be interesting to see what the Yankees play around with, uh, with that. There you go. Yeah. We, we, I mean, I like that they got rid of the 40-man rotations. or 40-man, um, you call up anyone you, you want in September because the, the dugouts was looking like a clown car. But the Yankees kind of wish they had that uh, this year because there's a lot of guys here that you think that are deserving of a MLB spot and some playing time. Yeah, absolutely. And Andrew Velasquez, I we we, we got to get into him. I mean, he's doing every, everything right on the field. Uh, you know, awesome defense. I mean, that play to end the uh, to end the game that was Boston game, right? That backhand yes. in the hole and just fires it. I mean, just excellent defense. He had a nice cut. The, Good, and he just he makes the smart play. He, he's always where you need to be for the cutoff man. He had that that play throwing, uh, you know, helping Judge out earlier today. He's got got a cannon arm, um, and, and it, dude, that guy can fly. If he's on first base, he's on second before you blink. I, this is one of the best stories in all the sports. I mean, the guy he's living in his childhood bedroom and going to play for the Yankees. This is like. I, I loved his comment after the the Red Sox game. He's like, uh, I've dreamt this my whole life, exact moments like this. And, like, let me tell you, like, this is better than any dream I could have. Like, that's crazy. That's awesome. Uh, you don't – you can't – you, like, write about that stuff in books. I mean, that that stuff doesn't come true. But the, the Yankees really have a, a lot of guys who have given them – a great bang for their buck in, in, in this streak. We talked about Wandy Peralta tonight. Um, Lucas Lickey has, you know, made a start. He, he's had some good innings out of the bullpen. Nine Albert years Abre- between starts for Lickey. That's pretty, pretty crazy. Yeah, I saw him tweet about it. That was really cool. Uh, Albert Abreu, you know, he struggled a bit tonight, but he had that huge save against the White Sox, some big innings against the Red Sox. And then you go down to Velasquez, uh, Tyler Wade. Just, I, I don't know who that guy is, but that's not Tyler Wade <laughs> this month. We, we, we've made Tyler Wade jokes for five years here. That guy it looks confident. He's hitting the ball the other way. He's playing all over the field. Um, just, just, just a shout-out to you know what is likely will be the, the best month of his, of his career 
Um, and it's one of those things similar to staying playing in, in the outfield of just, hey, I'm getting consistent at bats here. And, and, you know, I know how to play baseball. So playing every day should make me better. And, and he proved it. Yeah, uh, he really, really did. And the, the, there's been a lot of contributors. Even Brett Gardner has had a good slash line in, in his last 15 or 20 happy, games. Happy birthday, so, Brett. He turned 600 today. <laughs> I, I, I was joking. He's been having some good at-bats and, and some production. I'm like, you know there's going to be that one-year deal come next February if this continues. Oh, <laughs> My goodness, he turned 38 years old today. He has been a New York Yankee since the old stadium. And that actually is pretty crazy. Yeah, I mean, he he made his major league debut in the summer that I was going in the sixth grade, which is (laughs) just absolutely wild to think of. But we we always talk about the unsung heroes on the Yankees, and and there's been a lot of them during um, during this streak. Even... It was a move that I criticized quite a bit. I didn't really see it. Rudnett Odor had a huge home run. He had a home run in the Chicago series. He's not hitting for the highest average, but he's had plenty of his fair share of moments for the Yankees this year. Yeah, and and the the guy now that's going to have to kind of play that Luke Voigt role of just not be guaranteed a a spot in the lineup once once Gio's back on Thursday. Um, You know, DJ's playing great at at second here. Where where does this leave Rugi as a bench player for – a guy that that's done pretty well, and look, he's been the glue guy for for the Yankees. Anytime there's a pitcher that needs a a little pep talk, Rugi is, is is there. He's on the mound. He's he's essentially become like another pitching coach for the Yanks. So I'm interested to see kind of not just how the the lineup looks when everybody's healthy, but let's keep an eye on on the big moments where we would normally see Rugnet Odor run to the pitching mound. Um, does that does someone else pick that up? Um, look, there's anytime there's who that there's a. I can't. I think Tim LaCastro got hurt in the outfield, and Rugnet Odor was out there before the ball hit the ground. It looked like so the, the guy has just been an awesome team player. He's the first one out of the dugout every, literally every time the Yankees do something big, um, and he's going to be relegated to uh, to a bench role here. Things tend to work themselves out in sports, um, but uh, but a guy that's been playing every day, and uh, if we if we don't get to see any many more uh, pimp jobs like he had tonight when he when he gets hold of one, he still still can hit the bombs. It'll be. Uh, It'll be something to look for. Like I said, so Gio Shella is back on Thursday. The Yankees are off uh, today, Wednesday, and then they have four versus Oakland, who is currently looking in on the wild card spot behind the Yankees and the Red Sox, and then three versus the Los Angeles Angels. Um, Oakland was a, a team that we had to look out for for a lot of it, and the team that we were looking up at for most of the season here. Yankees have been hot. The A's have not. The A's have won two of their last ten. So the Yankees have made up significant ground uh, on the A's, and it's really time to uh, kind of kind of put the A's put the A's to bed. Let's go into this sweep here um, and really solidify the fact that the Yankees can lock in, maybe even lock in a wild card spot, you know, before September, which is pretty crazy because they, they, as it stands now, they they have a few games on Oakland here, and look, it, it doesn't it seems wild to say, but like if the Yankees sweep them, like they've swept everybody else this past two weeks. They're, they're going to be up six, seven games on um, on the A's. Yeah, it would be a matchup between them and the Red Sox for that second wild card. But I mean, yeah, this is this is a big series for both teams, especially the A's, and it, it goes without saying that it's a big one for the Yankees as well. 
this is a place that a lot of people say the Trop is the worst place to play when, uh, for the Yankees. I hate going to Oakland. That foul territory extends yeah. into Santa Clara. I mean, it is absolutely <laughs> crazy. But, yeah, big, big series. They have four at the A's and they have three at the Angels. Two teams that they've taken series, or excuse me, it was a, when you count the makeup game, it was two and two. Yeah. Uh, against the Angels, and then they took two of three against the A's when the A's were had the best record in the American League, and they turned that triple play on Father's Day to end the game, which was one of the more wild endings for the Yankees this year. But you have Tyone Caprillion, fun Colmanaya. Matchup. Fun matchups. Oh, yeah. Cortez and Montas, and then Montgomery and Blackburn. The Yankees have their four best starting pitchers going this series. Yeah, and um, and Oakland has their four best. I'm pretty sure Blackburn is their fourth, but they're they're you know Caprillion, Manaya, and, and Montez have been pretty good. You know, uh, Caprillion's kind of gotten himself into maybe Rookie of the Year considerations, um, which I know a lot of Yankee fans don't want to hear and don't want to bring up Sonny Gray trade, but he he's turning out to be a pitcher of the Yankees. Hope he would be for them. So big. Big, big, big start here with uh, with Tyone on the mound, who just continues to just be one of the better pitchers in baseball that this second half. And then Oakland, we got to, we got to face Otani. Otani's fun. Otani, look, Otani's the AL MVP. That's that's essentially locked in. So we'll have two games of him uh, at the plate, and then one of him at the mound. Well, three at the plate because they just don't use a DH when he's there. Uh, Otani Cole on Wednesday will be fun. I really can't wait for that. I mean, I'm looking at the schedule right now. That one jumped out to me right away. That's, Afternoon game, too. Oh, yeah. That's that's going to be a really, really good one. The Yankees really roughed up Otani, the pitcher, uh, the first time they saw him in the Bronx. But that was unfortunately the game that Aroldis Chapman ended up blowing a four-run lead in the ninth on the Grand Slam. Yeah, so we I think be, that will be different for hopefully everybody involved, uh, even for Otani. I'm excited to see him – you know, get real at bats versus this lineup instead of you know. I mean, I love to knock him out in the first inning again, but uh, a Cole Otani matchup is a uh, is one for you know could be for the ages. Yeah, absolutely. So some big big games coming up. Uh, the the Yankees are out west. It's going to be not too too bad on the Yankees after dark. We, we've got nine forty nine forty. Yeah, they're all early starts tech for for West Coast games, which is nice. And then you have. Regular times, 4.07 and 7, and then the first two of the Angels series are 9.38. That is not a starting time. It could be worse. 9.38 starting time (laughs) is not a first pitch time I've ever seen. I've seen the 07s. I've seen the 40s. I've seen the 35s. I have have not seen 9.38, I will say. But I'm looking forward to it. No one is playing better baseball than the Yankees right now. Uh, I'm not afraid of anyone. This is a fun, fun team to watch. Steve, they are 18 and four since the cat. Excuse me, excluding that game, they are 18 and three since the cat ran on the field in the Bronx against the Baltimore Orioles. Yes, they are. And we we have to we have to mention this. I mean, <laughs> the, the Orioles haven't won a game since. <laughs> the, the Orioles f- haven't won a game since. What the fuck is going on with them? <laughs> that cat just stole the souls of Baltimore, and they have lost. I can't even count any. Was it? Is it nineteen in a row? It's nineteen in a row. I, I don't know. 
I don't know what's going on. I, I mean, they've got players leaking quotes to Ken Rosenthal, and, and I'm sorry. I know this is a Yankees podcast, but this this topic is dominating my Twitter timeline every single day. Uh, we've they've got a player telling Ken Rosenthal, "Look, like we're totally overmatched every single night," and I feel. <laughs> They have some good. We've talked about this. They have some, they have some good hitters at the top of that lineup. They yeah. have Cedric Mullins, Mountcastle, Trey Mancini. You know, Austin Hayes has some pop. I'm seeing uh, Brandon Hyde saying uh, just after the game, he said he's not, he's not sure who's going to start against Shohei Otani, but he said it's going to be a mix and match with with their bullpen heavily involved. They gave up at last check 13 runs by the fifth inning tonight. Yeah. Just, I, I can't believe They're not it. even close games. I mean, they they got, they, they played four versus the Rays and three versus the Sox, and every game was a blowout. They had one game that was less than four runs, like a difference. They were just absolute, absolute blowouts here. They're giving up 16 runs, 12 runs, 10 runs, 13, 14, 10, 8, not like, sorry, Baltimore. <laughs> I... I, I had to mention that because that that was like the tale of two tale of two seasons right there. I don't. I mean, the Yankees blew them out those next two games. It was thirteen one and ten to three. I have not seen anything like this. This is just. I mean, nineteen yes. in a row. So what happens? And, all right, Sam. We'll end it here then. What happens first? The Yankees lose a game or the Orioles win a game? Oh, I think the Yankees win. Are yeah, I think you have to pick the Orioles to win, right? They're going to win by accident, yes. right? I, I don't think the Yankees are going to win 20 in a row. I mean, that'd be awesome. I would love that to happen here. But um, I, I think they take uh, – look, I'm going to be, uh, you know, the opposite here. I think they go take only take two of four from the A's. Um, so I hope that the Orioles can win a game in the next four days. Uh, but but who knows? But it's a close, it's a, it's literally a toss up though at this point because the Yankees are winning every single way possible. They're getting help from everybody, and the Orioles uh, can't get themselves out of a paper bag. Holy shit! The Rays get to play the Orioles again. Oh yeah, my so god! That doesn't bode well for the Yankees' chances that's... of getting the AL East. Um, the Yankees do finish the year with three versus Tampa. It'd be awesome if those games mattered uh for the al east but we'll have to wait until we get there but for for now we got the west coast trip you know yankees after dark four versus the uh the a's and three versus the angels here so sam ended here with what's what's your realistic chance out of these seven games for the yankees to win to win all seven or, or you think they'll finally come back to earth and you know go west coast is always tough you know are you happy with the uh, a split in Oakland and two of three from the uh, from the A's. That's that's the expectation. That, that's got to be worst case scenario at this point. That's right? w- worst case scenario that uh, because yeah, West Coast is tough. Uh, the Yankees have not been out there in. Long they time. were out there in Seattle in right. early July. That, that was the first COVID stuff started. Yeah, they, so their streak of thirteen or fourteen series wins started. Just about two months ago out in Seattle. That was the last time they were out west. I'm excited. Uh, you know, I'll be down the shore, Yankees after dark. Uh, can't, can't, um, can't, can't go wrong with that. Absolutely not. So I'm thinking four to three worst case. West Coast is tough, and the Yankees haven't been out here in a little bit. But nobody's playing better than them. I mean, Nobody. You know what? Screw it. Why don't they run the table and make it 18 straight? 18 straight. Uh, that'd be uh, that's, 
That would be something else, but and what the, okay. the A's hold the record of of twenty straight out there, so it'd be nice to to beat them to to get closer and closer to that. Um, it, it's been wild. The Yankees' playoff chances have gone down. At one point, I think we're down to twenty five percent on Fangraphs. They're up to close to ninety now with using ESPN's model here. I don't know what Fangraphs is up there, um, but it's we went from. Is everybody in their world going to be fired? Are the Yankees going to be the biggest disappointment in sports to well, let's buckle up and, and prepare for, for October? We've got six weeks to go. Every game still matters here. They're fighting for playoff spots, but it's real nice to be looking down instead of looking up at playoff spots. It really, really is. And the Yankees got some room to work with in the wild card. Uh, the Red Sox also... If we're looking at teams, turned it, turned a, it around a little bit at the end, but uh, they, they, yeah, they, uh, they were struggling for a while. Um, they they have two more at Minnesota, three more against Cleveland, and then they have a, a four game series at the Rays beginning on Monday. Which uh, not really sure who to cheer for in that. I mean, yeah, you, we'll get to the got, weekend. And yeah, see. let's see, uh, let's see where things stand. But Steve, my goodness, this is. 11 um, in a row, Sam. 11 in I, a row. Being able to come on here in a good mood and knowing playoff baseball is likely going to happen has, has made made me a lot more happy in my <laughs> day-to-day life. Sam, I was telling you before, we I was like we might have we might not be allowed to record uh, the rest of the year because they they went 11 straight wins in between recordings here. So we uh we luckily I I I was convinced they were going to blow it today because me and you were sitting here waiting to record to start. I was like, they're going to lose, and we're going to have to talk about the Yankees' loss in heartbreak fashion. So I'm so pumped they pulled that out, Wandy Peralta, for 11 straight wins. The hottest team in baseball, the New York Yankees. I hope next time we get to continue to say the hottest team in baseball. But until then, go Yanks. Keep going. It's going to be a fun end of summer and hopefully early fall for us all, man. Can't wait. Cannot wait. Go Yanks. All right. See you later, Sam. Thanks, everybody.